think of the exact quote what Sean Avariso said. It's not what the walls of the building that made the studio. It's the people in it. And the community is what build these studios. The studio, physical studio may be gone, but dancers who still str- strive to get better, to learn, to train, is what would keep the spirit of that studio going and would eventually, mm-hmm. hopefully, make the physical building come back. Yeah. The, the, you know what I mean? It's, like, it's not I, really I, I, gone. <laughs> Joey just said, you know, like how he, Joey says, you know how they can perform surgery 800 miles yeah. away. Imagine a dancing robot that's connected to internet via 800 miles away. That reminds me of that one episode from the Miley Cyrus episode from Black Mirror. Mm, yeah, it was just an AI projection. It was just her consciousness in yeah, the like, fucking hologram thing. It was a hologram. That's how we get terminated, y'all. And that's, I guess, the whole thing—the future of holograms and AI potentially taking, taking, taking over. How would you guys feel like? if people really started really going in on AI dancers, because it's already an, a virtual AI influencer. I mean, that's I mean, true. they'll take jobs away. I mean, Hatsude Miko has been doing this for a long time. Yeah, that's been yeah. like... It's been, yeah, while. there's that. Like, I feel like it, it's for that, it's like an early adopter kind of thing. But what if it becomes more and more and more mainstream? That's the normal, like it's, you know. And you're going to have a lot of dancers no jobs. That's, that's my take on it. I mean, I don't... I Unless don't... we upload the consciousness of a dancer. Um, and what, get paid what about what about Skynet? The only the only only way I can see that happening if if it's like what's that one movie with Hugh Jackman and the robot where he like mimic box and oh, he like he follows every single one of his controls. Oh I mean, yeah, 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 real steel or things like that. Real steel. Real, yeah, real steel. steel. I feel like Hugh that's the Jackman. Only- yeah, huge Jackman. Yeah, I feel like that's the <laughs> only way. Oh my fucking god. <laughs> That would be you can never see him in another role other than Wolverine. Yeah. I mean, that that makes sense because like it, like, but it'd be one person doing like ev- controlling everyone, right? Yeah, because here's and here's the thing. At a certain point, you can't really you can't really replace battling because battling is what it's, it's kind of like you see the person you yeah. see the person do you do the round and then what does the other person do? They don't just like do red moves. They they reciprocate. You know, this person does this, they, they do this, they come with these moves, then you got to come back with it and then do your own thing, mm-hmm. you know? And and I feel like the only way to do that is if if the robot is attached to, like, a, a human, a human, like, counterpart. But mm-hmm. as, as far as, like, replacing humans overall, yeah, I don't think so. AI, mm-hmm. sure, cool, have fun with it. But as far as, like, replacing humans overall, I, I doubt it. Yeah. I'm fascinated with technology of, like, the whole, like, it, you know, AI is probably like fully sentient vision type beings, like way away. Mm. But like, I feel like it, like that's for once, later. Like once there's like AI plus machine learning, like they can calculate all your shit and then recip and then return back with whatever they have. That'd be crazy. Oh, speaking of battling, I think b boying is going to be making its premiere this year, right in the Olympics. Hey. So, oh, yes. that's right. So that's- how did? And I'm in a part of a lot of Facebook groups. And then I, when it was first announced, there was a, it's a, I think it's still controversial within this, the community. How do you guys feel? I feel like, on my honest opinion, I think it's a great way to kind of introduce the culture, almost like in our terms, in a sense. Because I feel like back then, since a lot of the pioneers were younger, a lot of people, they were just taken advantage of by the fucking money-hungry people. But now that they're older, more mature, understand how, realize that before, I feel like it's great. It's going to show uh, the world what this culture is about, the whole 
hip hop culture, b boy culture, and everything probably piss off some gymnast gymnasts, gymnasts, <laughs> gym, some gymnasts. But yeah, I'm excited for it to see see that happen. So what about what about you guys? It's just it's like a double edged sword because you said a lot about culture. If it's gonna be on a platform like the Olympics, I mean that's great to get more eyes on the art of b boying. But at the same time, that art could get tainted because what are they what are they battling for? They're battling for a gold medal. They're battling for bragging rights. You know what I mean? And, and that's I mean, the thing. That's, like, how are they even going to score these? Yeah, that and like, like we've talked about this like endlessly before, true, yeah. but like we're still in the dark. Like, what? How? Because like I know how gymnastics is scored. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know how. Like, it's not in the Olympics, but like cheerleading. That's like they have sections. Like they have a tumbling they have tumbling sections they have choreography sections they have lifts they have this in dance like in ballroom competitions it's like you know illegal lifts are a thing like our moves yeah like so style points what are the technicality yeah like how is this even judged even then it's oh what's up what's up no no i was about to say like even then it's hard to say how do you define style how do you define like someone's footwork because there's so many like or styles within power moves like B-boy. What, what has more value is an air flare much more valuable than a head spin or a friggin uh a chair an air chair spin or an elbow spin so it's like it's gonna it's so like subjective yeah and then i mean you actually here's another thing like who are you gonna have judge it are you gonna have actual like people who've been in the battle scene judging it or are you gonna have people who think like oh, we're gonna we're gonna have like five people look through like a hundred hours of b-boy history and b-boy moves and then they're mm. going to judge it and I'm like i mean who's gonna who's gonna judge it and yeah. then and that leaves another question like who, who to them what's a good b-boy yeah but like that's for me is that gets me worried on i mean i think the I think knowledge some... of the culture is gonna get lost because it's now being a oh that's a, that's kind of a given you know what i mean sense. and that's like nah <laughs> I think I because I, I think just give really giving them benefit of the doubt. They're smarter this time around. I think they're going to do their best to represent the culture. Mm-hmm. Like if anything, that's more. And also, it's happening people... in Japan, where like Japan, yeah, it's will take a boys. culture that's outside of their traditional culture and like respect the shit out of it. Oh, they yeah. have cholo culture in Japan, oh, and they, they respect do. the shit out of it. They, they, do? they do. They yeah, and they have there's like, this bunch of artists that do cumbia music. I'm like, yeah, and it's and then like, they do it so fucking well, and it's not like I you know, deep not, like, into it. I was like, yo, you guys might as well just be Mexican. <laughs> hey, you might as well like you, you looked apart like. <laughs> but uh, yeah, with the it's whole like they respect like, it <laughs> with the whole judging thing. That's always a cause for concern. I'm like, yeah, it's cool, like cool, re- like recognition in the olympics like because there's always been that topic of like oh dancers aren't athletes and blah 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 and i'm like well it sure feels like it yeah. <laughs> it sure feels like talk to emory's knees real quick <laughs> <laughs> who said that so, i'll be like the fuck are you talking about do you know what you're talking about have you danced have you done through hell week have oh you went to performances? Have you torn your knee on stage while dancing and still finished the set? I've never I, done that. I cram- my hip Ouch. cramped in the middle of like a jazz routine once. Like my leg was just out mm. and I was supposed to like mm. drag it in like really slowly like back to like this. Like my legs were supposed to be like kind of like this, like this one leg. And then I was like drag it out like here and like do a walk. I was like... <laughs> <laughs> you were being dragged out. <laughs> See, my story was: Did you do urban? Has anyone done Urban Street Jam in 2012? Um, I didn't I think Fambiz was there. I didn't 2012. Oh yeah, Fambiz, Fambiz was there. Which part? Earlier? That was like earlier in the year, right? 
Yeah, yeah I like, graduated that year, man. <laughs> that was the year I fucked up my knee during the performance and still finished. Because during our set, we all had... It was during our, our B-boy set, and we had to do a Chinese getup. I did my Chinese getup, but I had too much energy. So when I got up, landed, popped something in my knee, and I, it was like we still had one and a half more songs to go, and I was in both of them. Shit. Someone was like, I had to. I had to. I finished. And as soon as that performance is over, because you know how like how that stage is, it's like just stairs, like you easily jump off the stage. Yeah. So I gingerly, I limped over to the side of the stage, gingerly let myself down, and we still had to get interviewed. <laughs> I, I forgot what the company was yeah. called. No, I remember they did interview after the after your performance. Yeah. I do remember that shit. <laughs> it's almost like so, I, almost like a post game performance. Yeah, so the thing was... Post-performance interview? I'm not going to lie, was, the first half. At, the thing was, at that point, at that point, all the adrenaline wore off. So I, I uh, felt all the so pain. Just like, so I'm being, yeah. I'm being, you know, homies, let's go. We forgot that we had to get interviewed, and they pulled us. Seeing me getting carried like that, guess who got interviewed? <laughs> you? This guy. The one that died on stage. And then like they, they brought up the obvious like, oh, it looks like we had an injury. Can you go in, into that? I'm like, yeah. Did it, Why the fuck would you want to go into your injury? Uh, I would wow. like to go into a medical tent, please. And thank you. <laughs> and, I, and I was like, I was like, yeah, I kind of messed up my knee during the Chinese getup. Like, but you still finish your performance. That's we're very commendable of you. I'm like, yeah. In, in my head, I'm like, can you fucking finish? Get this the fuck so out of my face, like, please. <laughs> some medical attention not a camera in my face <laughs> but yeah and that was like the fir- that was the first year i met john or i start i would start being friends with john and liz because they were really cosmic at the time and they saw me on the side like oh shit b-rock what happened you could because we were also we were working urban street jam we were part of the urban team at that time uh, so that the yeah. guy that the, the, the founder of that yeah, yeah. That was... Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, watching, so a, are you going to get into this? find you. Well, I mean, you... I mean, I'm assuming everyone knows what happened about Urban Street Gem, right? No. Yeah. Oh. You don't? You don't? I've, I've been here. Let's Uh-oh. just say... I if, thought I'd talk to you about it. No. Okay, let's just, let's just say, Max, you paid me for a photo shoot, and uh-huh. you never see me again. Okay, you already, I got it now. You already, you already paid me, and then... I okay, I got it now. Blew off the face of the planet. Yeah, I got yeah. it now. I, I guess just for like caught up <laughs> for the future and uh, for the, uh, people listening in the podcast, just to actually like give the context, the creator of the show Urban Street Jam around like he took people's money and ran off with it. Oh shit! You're talking about that? Damn, yeah. you're a great point. <laughs> 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 yeah. So no. I don't, I don't know. It, I mean, I could, I'll go a little bit more into it. I actually, we were supposed to do Urban Street Jam, and then we get a message from this one lady, and she's like, hello, uh, I see that you're in the email, like, of, of people who recently did USJ. I don't know if you've already turned in your money, but no one has been able to get into contact with Marlon, right? And yeah, no, take take note. This goes back actually an entire year before because at the previous USJ, the dude came up to me and my team and he's like, hey, listen, guys, oh, we want you guys to, to, to be part of this Urban Street Jam Championship Cup where we take the best teams from our Urban Street Jam performances and we bring them together. And like, dude, the, like we've been getting last place at all of these. What do you mean? You know, so I'm like, <laughs> all right, cool, dude. Like, you guys are the best. 
Yeah, no, but um, so he tells us all this shit. I'm like, fuck it, let's do it. So like in like all of the mid season, like we're excited, we're getting ready for it, right? We're like, all right, cool, I guess we're gonna do this thing. Months go by, we don't hear from him. We messaged him. Months go by, we don't hear anything. Um, he said November. It's already like November, and we don't hear anything from him. I'm like, well, guess what's not gonna happen? And then that's when we start hearing everything about USJ. No, we didn't pay it all. I mean, there was no there was no information about the competition at all. Like he didn't hit us up on an email. He didn't hit us about anything. Well, actually, we got one email. That's it. It It's like, oh, information coming soon, but that's it. Yeah, and and then all of a sudden we get this this message on my Gritsy Gravy DM. It says like, yeah, no, he took everybody's money and just ran. And then I just started messaging everybody. I, I started, I messaged Vandals, Direct Motive, CSUN Hip Hop. I, I messaged anybody who could have been at, at USJ and they're like, did you guys pay? Some of them had paid, some of them had not. Luckily, some of them were able to get their money back before anything happened. Oh, that's good. Yeah. But some of them sadly got their money taken and no one, no one's even heard of this person. No one has heard of him since. We yeah. have no idea what happened. Like the, yeah, the witch hunt became real like mid-February. But Damn. the thing is, like a couple weeks after that, fucking lockdown oh, happened. He was obviously yeah. no longer of like a conversation because we were, you know, we were supposed to be locked down for two weeks. That dude <laughs> got perfect timing on just disappearing and then disappearing, everybody forgetting yeah. he's the one who this is my, my conspiracy theory hat right now he knew it was coming he knew it was coming left. he, he was the outbreak out monkey before <laughs> he was the outbreak monkey he's the one who set it off oh my god <laughs> oh my god yeah conspiracy it, theories. It, that, that, that's a bummer <laughs> like anna sorrell she's the founder of body rock the the competition like she so she it sounded creepy sorry what you said it mm. <laughs> I love body like rock. Body rock. <laughs> okay. rock, like to see that body rock. Oh, no. Okay, yeah, like she was asked. I don't know how long ago this was, but uh, probably months. But like she, had, someone asked her, like if there's ever going to be a dance community, like well, will you bounce back? And she's she even heard like being OG of the SoCal dance community. She was like, I don't know if there's going to be a dance community left after all this, mm. because it's. Same. Because a lot there of was it, another fallout with another like the, the, that one other company that mm-hmm. with the whole I guess scandal a- a- allegations allegations all that oh you allegations <laughs> 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 be just coy about it but okay no, that's our podcast guys. <laughs> You know what? I was. I feel like. I feel like me and Rosie had a talk about this a while back when all this stuff was going down, and as studios were closing down, and we were kind of talking about how, well, you know, studios closing down one by one. At what point? Like, how long until all of them start closing down? Like, we're still in this, you know. So, and we thought about it is like, is there still going to be a dance community? Well, well, there's two things that came from this conversation. It's like one. If anything, the dance community could be rebuilt anywhere. Uh, if you think about it, if there's no dance community in NoHo, then maybe it could start growing somewhere else where, where somebody could be just restart it. Two, everyone already knows that NoHo is where all the dancers are at. So I'm pretty sure that everyone's going to start back up here. You know, either NoHo or New York. It's like, I, I feel like everyone already realizes, like, everyone's here. I feel like this is where it's going to stay. In regards to, like, the, the dance industry, like, in NoHo, I think it's always going to, it's going to be there. Yeah. Like, there's going to yeah. be a need for it. The like, history is there. Like, the, because, like, the a lot of the dance 
LA dance community, dance competitive scene, because there's so many like sub sub communities in the dance scene, but like the collegiate competitive scene, or like which gave birth to a lot of these competitive careers like fanbase and grits and all that. It's like I think it's the original reason for a lot of these was for a lot of crews to come that to exist was to participate in these types of events but there's no events some crews fall on the wayside uh because there's no purpose to like there's no competition you know to go to others find different ways to adapt the thing is like these events are what kind of brought the community together without it like it and as it continues to like if we do the like, say we're locked down for another year or so don't, not, don't put it in the air like as it continues going like how much more is going to get affected. Like, for example, like uh, the Kinja's dojo, dojo was closed in downtown LA. So another one was closed. How much longer until, not forbid, Millennium gets closed or something else? So yeah, those are just... Like, it's those studios, like, obviously, like, I'm, like, a super, like, outsider now at this point. But, like, at those studios that I even I have heard of and even, like, my friends out here that, A, don't dance and, like, the only, like, you know, like, dance community thing they know about or, like, industry thing that they do know about are, like, the videos they see on YouTube and they just happen to be performing at like millennium or like at moving lifestyle and so i would call them like the big studios because like even outsiders know about it and like you know it's those things there's like oh they won't close and it's like holy shit they're all closing one by one it is unnerving and i think i talked about this either probably with uh, an awkward tea party it's like what about you know like the small town studios like you know like some podunk town in like ohio has one dance studio what about them like those that's a lot of dancers out of work yeah like one town uh, yeah i'm getting hit up like from this one um person who hits me up to to give them feedback on their dancing because i think she lives in poland and there's then there's no hit they don't teach any hip-hop in her student in in her in city or town all of village traditional yeah so but like <clears throat> watching when when i watched when uh, movement lifestyle closed i can't think of the exact quote what sean abuso said it's not what the walls of the building that made the studio it's the people in it and the community is what build these studios the studio physical studio may be gone but dancers who still strive to get better to learn to train is what would keep the spirit of that studio going and would eventually hopefully make the physical building come back yeah you know i mean it's like it's not really gone yeah like i said it before like dancers we've always been adaptable yeah you know we adapt mm-hmm. to anything and everything like we have no choice honestly post and pre-covid like yeah we have, to, we have to do what we can so like i feel like as far as dance community goes like it's not going anywhere honestly yeah. i don't have no doubt is that when i go ahead think, Diego. think like back when when sean first started ml where like not even a lot of people knew him and he was still able to create like obviously with the help of others he creates this amazing studio now yeah. Think about Sean, think about Kinjas, now that they have this amazing following where it's like, you know, everybody kind of feels like, well, it's, it's going to happen again, it's just a matter of fact. And then as soon as, you know, COVID's over, Sean announces like, hey, listen, we're going to bring him all back at this location, you know, we need everybody's help. You're telling me like not everybody's going to spring onto the action of just like bringing ML back over all the memories and all, all like the amazing nostalgic fact of it. Like that's why it's, it's, it's going to happen. Like, the, we, we talk about you know uh, just because love, it's over for now but it's not fun. game over that love love peace love unity and having fun there we go yeah unity. unity unity you know we're all gonna unite together once this is all over and, and we're, we're gonna kill it 
and and it maybe it might not be the same, but maybe it could be better, you know. But I have no hesitation that that it's gonna come back. Yeah, and like with what Rosie said, us dancers could adapt. Like when I first started dancing, I did not rehearse at a studio. Like that's a luxury. I remember going in parking garages, parks, hallways, and like at seats and hallways, no mirrors. It's like yep. being a dancer, you just learn to adapt. Looking at, like, I remember an episode of America's Best Stands Crew, like, when they had the season two when they had So Real, and they showed So Real, like, showing how they rehearsed, looking at the reflection off building glasses and, like, stuff. Yeah. Like, that shit is not just made up for, or fabricated just for a sob story. Like, any real dancer knows that shit's real. You find a place where you can rehearse and you rehearse. If you could get a studio, it's cool. But that's always the luxury. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The community wasn't made on a studio. The community was made with the people in it, with the same desire, the same passion. Yeah, like having you know I mean? a studio is not a requirement. It's not an excuse to not like work hard in your craft or whatever it is. Like dancers, you do what you got, what you got to do. Yeah, like if you got to like, practice in the parking it, lot, you practice in the parking lot. Like it also brings back to like the underground scene of dancing. You know. They weren't dancing in the studio. They were dancing at like wherever they can, having ciphers and dance circles. It wasn't always at a studio or at a building. It was just out in the streets, you yeah. know. Yeah, with with Fambia's, like I mean, we started back in like, 2004. We always practice. We'd actually trespass. <laughs> For you did what our, you gotta do. I was like kicked out by season police like, and countless uh, times. Uh, of course you did, Emroy. <laughs> like like Sundays when we practice. Like we would try, we would trespass into my old high school just because they had a big quad, or we would use the we would use the the church parking lot, or even use the church's high school parking lot. We had we've gotten in trouble so many times, and and then we eventually found a place to to you know we we would also rehearse at like parks, and I hated that that park, but it was a big space that we wouldn't get in trouble <sighs> because it was a public spot. But the thing is, there were creepy dudes trying to hit on the girls, the girls that were Bro. minors, mm-hmm. like like yo fuck off <laughs> like then eventually we found our own space like yeah you, i agree like it's a that helped, people, uh, you know. that helped the team get really close because they showed us how much like the guys are protective of our of our our sisters you know what i mean <laughs> yeah and <clears throat> i guess like i also kind of want to like, talk about the whole thing that happened with that other team that i'm not gonna say <laughs> just, too late like like i just want to like i guess because i honestly wanted to talk about it as a podcast last year but because we're not exactly connected i, I, I didn't want to yeah say like, it's not our story to tell but it's one, one thing that's definitely like made me think about is i guess that's super important is one accountability responsibility mm-hmm. And empathy. I guess that's the main thing to take away from it because it's like, it's, you know, and Diego, I think you can relate to like being in a person of like quote unquote authority when you're leading a team. It's when you're kind of in charge, it's like one, obviously there's a lot of responsibility, but also like when people are listening to you, it's also like, holy shit, people are listening to me. And, it's, and for the, for people who aren't exactly re, kind of right in the mind, people can, can pervert that power mm-hmm. in a sense. So, so it, and it, it's scary because it's, you know, like for leading families for like a long time, like I always had, like I always had this like rule, like do not date any of these the members, because that creates a weird dynamic. I only did it once, which is what the 
which is why Jordan's here. But <laughs> <laughs> and there's a child involved. Like you know, like yeah, with that story, it hit close to home because like it also brings up a sense of perception because I personally know said person involved in that situation, and in my eyes, I didn't see that side you know what i mean and like to hear the story and hearing everything it was like whoa what the fuck you know yeah it's like damn <laughs> so it, it hit close to home because it was someone you actually know compared to someone just hearing the story you know what i mean yeah it, it's because it's like because now it's like holy shit like someone you know has been impacted and i don't know and like you see them in a different light now and like it changes your perception of said person and lose respect kind of in a way but like at the same time you're not directly involved in the situation but blah tangent yeah okay so like i guess we'll just start wrapping it up like the one thing on here is like the passion versus purpose that's really like max and i discussed about this in alcor tea party but i'm probably going to bring this up on the on when we do the other podcast, but if you guys have seen Soul, it, it it's pretty much based off that. Like you're the thing you're passionate about isn't necessarily the purpose you have in life, in a sense. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's an interesting conversation because a lot of people think that your passion is going to be your purpose. This is what you are meant to do because you love it so much. But in reality, it, it might not be. So and that's some for some people like they might be passionate about I don't know rocks. But they're rocks, rock. rocks. But <laughs> but that does. But their purpose is for something greater because they have the natural ability to. They have. They might be. I don't know. May, may, their purpose might be meant to be a teacher because they have a way of speaking to the youth, or teaching people, or, or bringing people under one mission, whatever that is. That's you. So yeah. <laughs> one nation under Emroy in. <laughs> <laughs> all right but yeah i don't know this is it's an interesting thought because like, have, you, have you reflected like is your passion really your purpose to be or is it completely different because i've been re- reflecting that on that more more lately so i think it just depends yeah. <laughs> it depends on the how you like you're viewing it <laughs> so, <laughs> sorry hold on yeah, my fine, fine. yeah but like i feel like we kind of groomed like our next generation like you got to be passionate for one thing one thing only and then you can probably do that or you got to pick one and then do that rather is i just know just coming from my experience and like my perspective on things like even growing up as a child i was interested in everything and i never wanted to do just one thing yeah i just wanted to go to the next thing and the next thing because i love doing like any everything yeah and so like and even like with the teachers they're like well you gotta pick your career you're like you gotta pick this or what you're gonna do blah 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 you gotta start thinking about this and i'm like but why well why do i gotta pick one yes i love dance with the passion you know but that's not the only thing that makes up me yeah one dimensional yeah exactly so i like doing this and i like doing that blah 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 so why can't i do all of it you know and i i feel like with the with the question of passion versus purpose i feel it doesn't have to it doesn't have to create that question so long as we start saying hey you don't got to pick one thing cuz you're not just one thing you know mm-hmm. you can have all these other things and you can pursue all of them yeah just doing it and just and it's all about just figuring it in a timely manner where you don't just study something and then study it for a little bit and then go to the next thing it's like no no no. if you really really like this you put some time into it and if you want to go to the next thing you can do that yeah no dabbling. and i think it's yeah no dabbling like that's that's different and but i feel like if you want to pursue different things then do that 
with that effort, with that work ethic. You know, it's not going to be easy, but it's doable. And if you want it, then it's attainable. I'm on like kind of like, I wouldn't say the opposite side of the coin. Like it's when you said like no dabbling. I love to dabble in things mostly because I love knowing at least a little bit about everything. Trying so, so most of the time it's just like, I can't, you know, if there's something that like I tried it, not good at it, but like there's this one thing I'm like, I want to try that now. I'll go back to the other thing later and maybe be good at that later. But like this thing right now, vibing with it. So like I'll doubt, like I, I'm a dabbler and which is why, you know, I would be really good on a trivia team because I know a little bit about everything. <laughs> it's probably useless information all the time, but it's good for trivia and maybe Jeopardy. Yes. I'll take the test at some point. Right. Jeopardy. At the same time, <laughs> I like, want to be in Jeopardy. It, but or... yeah, I don't know. I, I At the ripe age of 30, I don't even know what my purpose is. Like my passion is doing everything is trying everything that i can but like as for my purpose i'm like why am i here i don't know live just live exist for now feel like i haven't found it that's a thing it might take like years like in seoul like how old was he like 40 yeah sometimes yeah. it takes night jacks uh, oh it is 1 a.m <laughs> oops yeah like i agree i don't know because when we think about that like as those who are curious about everything like i think of leonardo da vinci or like the people from the Renaissance era, they did. They were good at everything: scientists, yeah. artists, sculpture, sculptors, sculptors, <laughs> sculptors, <laughs> scientists, sculptors. sculptors. Yeah, there you go. So it's like sculptist. sculptists, cult leaders. Emory <laughs> Bernardo. No. Ooh, no. Okay. No, because it's I don't know because I'm going through college, uh, like uh, dropout. But no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> dropout. <laughs> Everybody <did>. dropout. <laughs> I did. No, I did. no going through college like my last quarter of college. I was still doing both dance and this and like animation. And people were like, why are you doing both? I'm, I'm totally mocking my teacher. Why right the now. fuck not? <laughs> you have to fuck pick you, right? You have to pick <laughs> one. <laughs> you gotta choose one. And there was this, and then we had, we were the first cinematic animation team in my, my, in my last two quarters of this, of the of college. And this one animator chick that we all had a crush on like when she she had a very snooty kind of reply to me and she's like why are you doing both dance you know you have to pick one right and i'm like all right suddenly you're not so pretty anymore (laughs) suddenly suddenly suddenly, you're not that pretty anymore suddenly i want to like prove you so wrong and destroy you being an ignorant (laughs) bitch makes you ugly like not like like not like that but like i'll show you i'll destroy her (laughs) i'll show you i've always been passionate about doing art stuff but like as for me i feel like as i'm getting older like my i feel like my purpose it's slowly unfolding i guess is to somehow be a teacher or stand and deliver the children no (laughs) like no, because because a huge part of this is because is like I the thing like I really like being a dad, and then once he's done, he's like and he's a teenager. I'm like, all right, fuck off, dad. <laughs> once he's done, <laughs> once he's, he's done, done. <laughs> once he's <laughs> done baking, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm done. So yeah, like pretty much like it's you know it's, it's similar with when when the junior team I used to teach like it was cool like seeing how kind of directing them even though I was kind of an idiot not kind of but I was an idiot like they still turned out really great and just, I just like seeing the long term impact of like somehow my teaching stuck stuck even though it's I was still awesome. unbelievable though, to me even though I was very offensive half the time some of my teaching stuck they were they were saying all these like they nice got, things about him. They're saying all these nice things about him. They were like, oh, yeah, I still use some of the stuff Emory teaches us, you know, like in my career. Career is what? A scientist. What? 
We're talking so, about the same Emerald Bernardo? A scientist. Or like a, you know, a physical therapist. Like, you know, they don't really be physical therapists and they're going to start their own practice. Run Hulu. <laughs> so keep going back to this. Oh my God. Yeah, if you taught someone who runs Hulu, God dang. It's like, what, yeah, these kids came from you? You didn't fuck that one up? <laughs> <laughs> Even he can't believe it. He's like, wow. Emory, uh, Emory once gave a kid outside of a store asking for money, 20 bucks, and said, hey, kid, never never give up on your dreams. That kid Drop is not Bill school. Gates. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Drop out of college. Hey, Joey said said something really good in chat. Yeah, he said, said. He said, where is it? Curtis. Purpose is what builds you. Passion is what you build. Boom. Mm, that's a load of shit, right? I'm just kidding. I disagree. <laughs> I disagree. I'm going to play devil's advocate. And here is why. I'm I have a drive. This is random, too. Like, I've even thought of opening an orphanage. Like, wow. Just because. Run Eliza Hamilton? <laughs> no, like, just the fact that there's, there's one, I, 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 I think, you know, the, there's a saying that if you want to really make leave a legacy or and make an impact, Alexander you know, it's, Hamilton. It's, it's 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 oh fuck you guys, man! <laughs> I am like not throwing away you, my you, shot. You teach the kids because then you know you're implementing a mindset or a way of thinking or a perspective. And I like you know one like like me being like I obviously like being a dad. Maybe like I can impact the youth who don't have parents. Mm. I don't know. That's just right. I don't know if I'm gonna do it, but just like a thought, like maybe I can impact kids that way. I even thought about being of of being a freaking English teacher or some sort of art teacher, a high school teacher, just so I can. Captain, my captain. Nick, you know, be one of the be Robin Williams. There were Robin Williams. Yeah. Oh, captain, my captain. Go, God. Oh, God, he's gonna fall. fall. I'm gonna laugh so hard. We we have to clip that. Somebody clip that. Somebody (laughs) better. We really want little. Little shits and I mean, I've been, I'm going right off a lot. So, like, what about you guys? Your passion or purpose or porpoise? I mean, or tor- tortoise. I Turtles. I'm. I think I'm still figuring out my purpose, but bringing going full circle and bringing back on dabbling. I feel like sometimes dabbling is necessary to find something you're passionate about. Because mm. if I didn't dabble in dance, I wouldn't have found that passion in dance. If I didn't dabble in photography i wouldn't found that passion for photography you Mm -hmm. know so i feel like it's it depends on some on some people because sometimes you wouldn't find things you're passionate about unless you try you know Mm. i mean even marketing this thing i do was part of something that i dabbled in i didn't want to do it first i was just like maybe i'm maybe i can be good at marketing because i jumped from like major to major at a community college because i was like i don't know what to do i don't want to be a nurse I don't want to be Filipino. I don't want to be a nurse. So yeah, like for me, honestly, like throughout like my high school, I I, I knew what I wanted. Like my my freshman year, I was like animator done, and like right and here right, we are now. Like right, like no, like literally, like three years, like three years, three weeks after graduating, I went straight to college and graduated on like on time and all that shit. Mm. So and then he started hitting on me on MySpace. <laughs> that was like, oh, <laughs> oh my god, were you on this top, top eight? Uh, yeah, but, what's uh, what's MySpace? Fuck you. Get out of here! Get out of here! But yeah, like MySpace. The thing is, I used to be so snooty about like, oh, you don't know, you don't know what you want to do in your life. Oh, I would have hated you had I known that. Like, yeah, that's what. 
I would have nudie strangled. Dude, there's like like I know what I want to do. Like I I have like like I thought I had figured life figured out, and I'm <laughs> fucking. I got a got a degree in animation. Now running now doing advertising and marketing. Doing doing no so animation. Those people are little shits. It's like okay, you got your shit together. Let me work on my own on on the way I want to work on it. Yeah, I I, I was like a judgmental <laughs> little prick. Like, mm-hmm. all right, you said it. I was thinking it. <laughs> you were thinking it. So, Jake, were you gonna say something? What's my space? Okay. Uh, <laughs> fuck out of here. Mute his ass. Yeah, no, because I think that's one thing too. Like with the that I think we should. I think it's becoming more okay is changing trying. your mind, trying and yeah, and changing your mind because it's like I think we be we judge everyone pretty hard. Like once you're you're once you're set, this is what you gotta be, and then it sucks to I just think- be boxed in like that because then it feels like you have no options or yeah. like. Hey. like these kids now have like an even safer space mm-hmm. to fuck up because like i believe i think like our like like our generation and then like the ones like before us there was so much pressure to just excel at the first try because of like a lot of pressure from like family friends parents educators mentors culture, you know yeah, it's, the, it's the, 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 the first culture of a degree first yeah. like you know there's families that like you know they're the first ones to graduate high school they're the first ones to go to college period it doesn't matter if it's real college or community college like it's real college. real college big boy school or whatever it's you know there's there's just a lot of like societal pressure to excel at the first try for a lot of like our generation and a lot of these kids nowadays they're literally trying everything yeah like you know they can literally just hop on youtube try something and then be yes. good at it in like two weeks get an air flare beat a b-boy who's been going at it for <laughs> fucking 10 year olds can you get it done. do this on their face for uh, like for 10 like in 10 minutes meanwhile when i was 10 my eyeshadow was like up to here and it was all blue <laughs> all blue 10 year old doing power moves that i can't do lost me here one eye was blue the other one was green <laughs> actually i've done that i've also done like all white and all black and then just i did the raccoon eyes because you know it's not a phase mom yeah, okay. It is, it is. I got one that's similar to that. You had a record? Because, no, because, I mean, as far, I feel like as far as passion, I've always I've always known what I've been passionate about. Uh, a couple things I'm passionate about is obviously dance, gaming, wrestling, and like anything, ner- anything, anything nerdy, you know. And as, as a kid, I always enjoyed this stuff, you know. And I kind of did some of it. As a kid, I used to dance at parties. As a kid, I used to watch wrestling. As a kid, I used to read comic books and watch the shows all the time. And then I kind of died out of it. And then later in life, I dove back into it. But then later in life, I dove back into it as an adult that actually looks into it and, and it gets a passion for this, right? And and I know I have a passion for this stuff because I can talk to you guys about hours and hours and hours and hours and hours about any of the topics. And I know I have a passion for it. So I feel like, you know, sometimes it just comes and finds you, you know? And, and when you find it, it, it somehow just stays and sticks with it. And to everybody out there who, who feels like they don't have a passion, maybe you're in your late 20s, early 30s here. Here's a quick story. You got story. time. You got time. Here's a quick story for you guys. Dying Batista. Batista was 35 years old. He was an ex-bodybuilder who became a, a, a bodyguard at a bar. Mm-hmm. At 35 years old, he started wrestling to become world champion. What did he do after that? He became an MMA fighter. No, MMA fighter. Oh, yeah, MMA fighter first. That? Yeah. Movies. Right at, at 35 years old, at 35 years old, he started. Right, so it's never too late. Here, a second one Diamond Dallas Page, 35 years old, once again, DDP. Bam, the, the king of the, the king of butter being the master of the diamond cutter. DDP was 35 years old when he started wrestling, right? Became world champion. 
boom, razzle. What do you do when he left? He became a yoga instructor. He became a yoga instructor and like sold DVDs. I've done DDP yes. yoga. I've done yoga. DDP yoga. Actually, that shit hurts. That shit really good. It works. <laughs> and, and, he push -ups. and he loves it. And he loves it. And it's like, I mean, that. Oh, yeah, I man. watched those and he was just having so much fun filming. I was like, I, I could just, I was like, at some point, I was just sitting there like watching. I'm like, I'm not even working it, out anymore. Yeah. It's so and, interesting seeing the evolution of people like when they switch, you know, like going from, you know, this, this one, one extreme to another ish. Yeah. Like a rock. You went from a skinny scrawny football player to like this yoked freaking but like actor <laughs> yeah yeah he's like twice the size he was when he was wrestling yeah. dude he went okay from the, i still have to, get yoked. to a rock to a boulder you mean the boulder on avatar i'm kidding okay <laughs> what was it? okay so this does bring up a question for me though so like okay so you found your passion apostrophe s or like apostrophe s like you know like parentheses s so passions asterisk would you like do you think you can or want to monetize it in some way or like do it as a job or mm. like, you know, I mean, you guys, you guys dance. That's part of your passion and you guys get paid for it every now and then. Biorog is a photographer. He gets paid for it. I mean, I, like the thing is, I have like a, I have like a day job that isn't like part of my passion, but like it's, it's my job because my thing is like stuff that's like my passion. It's like, it's either like makeup or hair or some of those other like bullshit, like cooking baking and everything i love doing that but if i were to do any of that as a job i will hate it i will stop doing it i will stop liking it if it becomes a job for me because i don't like dealing with people then and, and then you don't you also have to meet a demand on you have to meet a demand so like you know like just the most the shallowest example would be like let's say if i wanted to be like an actual working makeup artist like if i did somebody's makeup they're a dumb client and they're like well, I want pink blush. It's like, bitch, pink blush doesn't look good on you. Take a peach. They're like, no, I want pink. I go be a clown. This doesn't look good. Well, this is what you wanted. <laughs> yeah. You said you wanted pink. You pointed out the exact blush shade and I, that I said did not look good on you. Like, I don't yeah. want to deal with that. If, like, I don't want to deal with clients, period. If I was if I was on a level B a dancer and I knew what I knew, I I mean, I would, Joey I wouldn't mind monetizing. If I was, if I Here, was... If I, for instance, was a wrestler, like if I somehow got to the business and now I knew what I knew and I, they started paying me, like I wouldn't mind. Honestly, wouldn't mind. I mean, I get paid to do what I love. Why, why would I not want to do that? And I feel like within my, what I like to do is like to get paid to do that. I feel pretty, pretty easy. Mm -hmm. I think bang. it just depends on the individual yeah. and like what they want to do and stuff. See, like with me, I'm like devil's advocate for Matt's answer because. I'd rather have a job I love doing because, you know, because why would you want to stick yourself somewhere like, I hate this, it's a paycheck. Because, like, me currently being a photographer, like, my goal, if I could choose a photography job, is to work for the Lakers as their photographer. But so right now, it's it's also, like, also networking. You guys see my Instagram. I deleted all my personal posts, like, my personal post photos and stuff and just strictly work. So like my Instagram is Twitch related and photography related. Currently at work at Universal, I network myself out, getting no people in higher places to see if I could do photography for during their Halloween Horror Nights promotions or hitting up my friends that are Jabberwockies. So when they do Horror Nights, I could take photography for them and hopefully that could branch into something else. So it's what you put in your passion and what you want to try to get out of it you know because and go for me is lakers 
Yeah. Always, it's always been the Lakers, yeah. either a basketball player or a photographer. <laughs> oh, shit. When did Joey <laughs> get like, here? So, what the all right. So, oh, look uh, here. <laughs> so, happy birthday. I, mean, I just want to say happy birthday. All oh, your, your freaking <laughs> podcast was inspiring. I was like eating there. I was wow. like, oh. Oh. Wow. <laughs> wow. wow so we're gonna try well because because i like what we're talking about i kind of want to like have your 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 take on it because i like what you said about your dad now we're <laughs> we are back all right so <laughs> look at that whoa what what, 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 what? Diego, what you look happened? like joey diego what <sighs> happened to Di- what? <laughs> what what happened joey were you there the whole time I was here the whole time, man. What the? He fuck? was. Like, <laughs> y'all were just dreaming. Joey's been so, here this whole time. Uh, before we before we did the break, we were talking about passion and purpose and all that. So like, I'm glad Joey hopped on because he shared something really cool on on the chat. So I'm glad you're able to hear share that. So if you want to like share your your two cents and whatnot. He's just here. He's just here. No, I actually hopped on to say happy birthday, B Rock. Oh, you're hey. awesome. I the thing he was talking about was when we were talking about purpose and everything, like what affects you. We we're talking about my dad. He had like I'm not sure if everyone knows, but I'm an immigrant. Now I'm American. <laughs> That's crazy. Citizenship test though. So yeah easy. yeah well until they ask you about your taxes and you're like oh american like you're almost there did you pay last year's taxes like i got a refund but yeah he lived we or he lived in a certain province where like it was either be a farmer or work work in the factory get drunk that was it so he Friendship just people. yeah he just wanted out of that and he's like nah man i'm become an engineer and then he had choice between japan or america which is funny and he <laughs> took america because of disneyland is what oh. they tell me that's probably oh, the disneyland. <laughs> that's a great sell i mean like disneyland in tokyo <laughs> so disneyland we we see you opening soon and need some fresh entertainment Oh yeah. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Uh, wait. Okay, so is Disney retaking taking back their artists, or did, are they gonna have to re-audition? I think. Well, they. It, our article said I like any worse. furloughed employees are being brought back. They don't. They didn't say which ones. They probably uh, like did. Like, it was probably like the just the regular cast members, like actually like working the rides, the restaurants, and everything. I don't know if it's. If, uh, it, if okay. the character actors are also okay. So to also back. add a little more clarity on the theme parks, because right now all the news outlets are saying. They can open up, like, reopen by April first. Mm-hmm. It's not guaranteed. We're gonna be reop- reopening by April first. Disneyland um, said late April, probably. Because um, starting April first, if we're in the right tier, that's when we can start looking at reopening. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we haven't been to work in over a year. So, and there's gonna be new protocols. So there's gonna be at least. A month of retraining everybody, training, yeah, and getting everyone back and figure out what can be open or cannot, or what needs to be adjusted. So, if if anyone in in what limited capacity looks like, yeah. Yeah. So, if everyone's seeing like, oh, theme parks reopen by April first, April first, don't don't get excited. Yeah, so Mm. keep it in your pants. That's why I'm like, everyone everyone talks to me like, oh, you're going to go back to work next month. I'm like. Hopefully, no. April Fool. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Imagine. <laughs> Not working. Um, uh, I'm gonna use that. Like, I guess to go go back into the whole passion thing because like I'm of both minds because when I was a working dancer with with antics and just touring and all that stuff, 
I didn't train that much outside because it became work. I was like, I'm just going to practice that rehearsal. And it, even when I was dancing with someone like some really amazing dancers, I was dancing alongside B-Boy Crumbs, who was like a freaking Ooh. legend. And like, and it, and all I, all he was to me was the cranky- A coworker. The, the cranky OG. OG. <laughs> but, he was a coworker. But yeah, but looking back at it, I was like, fuck, I was dancing with Crumbs. You were dancing with Crumbs. I should have picked his brain instead of like- you know, that's a th- like, you know, it, it, it can easily, I guess it depends on the drive too. Is it because mm-hmm. once people st- start earning money, you know, like for example, some NBA players, once they make it, they probably don't work as hard as they were in college to, cause now they're making that coin. They're making but, that coin. So, mm-hmm. But you know, it, at the same time, like uh, click, click, click. I did, I did, I enjoyed the performing part and touring part, but not so much the rehearsing part probably because I was like it, it was in diverse rehearsals all the time but it wasn't you know as dancing wasn't as fun so I can definitely empathize with that but at the same time at the end of the day like it's I finding I guess it ultimately comes back down to like finding the process you don't mind getting lost in yeah because sometimes yeah. when you find your passion and you get monetized maybe the pot the monetization part of the passion just sucks shit so it's mm-hmm. maybe it's yeah. finding something else where you don't where you don't mind getting yourself lost in all the yeah. time yeah. and the byproduct is the money is the key is i guess the unlock yeah your story kind of like triggered another memory that i had with the like having a passion it kind of when i was in versatile we had like our weekly rehearsals right at some point I started like hating it and I started like this is starting to feel like a job or this is starting to feel like like routine like I have to do this like I have to do this like the kind of like the love for it was kind of like seeping away and I was like I don't want to it it turned from I want to go to I got I have to I have to go and I remember when I was having these discussion with one of my mentors, she was like, why did you feel that way? Cause I told her about it. I was like, you know, I don't know. I felt, I think it was just because of the fact that some, something as dance that it's such a creative craft and a very, like, you can do anything with it when you put it in a like container and you constantly do that same routine. It doesn't make it feel as it should be feel you know or I, or I should be feeling this way and so I ended up telling her like I think it was just when I started connecting more with my friends that I was training with like oh yeah we don't like this together so we start making our own little training things like let's take what we learned in rehearsal and how do we apply it in a freestyle round or how do we like do something else with it so when we started having more variety in training in our rehearsals it was like yeah okay now i want to go because i don't know what to expect mm-hmm. kind of thing yeah so yeah i just remember having that those times where it's like oh, i have to do this like oh, i have to do this but then like i feel like those are i feel like they, those can be can be just phases i don't know for everybody but i know for myself i can go through those phases of like oh i have to do this yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. go ahead joy <laughs> it's weird because i was thinking about this in the shower like two days ago shower thoughts <laughs> shower thoughts um, <laughs> our shower thoughts. thinking is done Thanks. in the bathroom because <laughs> i started out in like taking pictures i started out like learning analog photography and then going from there i took it from like junior high all the way to college and now i do a lot of video 
Uh, and I was thinking like every time I do go out, take my camera out and just take photos, I'm in my like own zone, I guess, mm. versus when I'm doing video. Like I love that too as a passion. But then it's a type of zone where I don't mind having guests, which I feel like changes the way I think about it because I used to do pictures for jobs, but now I don't want to do photography for jobs uh, just like you guys are talking about just because like I feel I don't like taking pictures of people too much just because I want to take a picture of what I'm currently like my creative process is saying to take a picture of. Yeah. Uh, and then videography is totally opposite where it's like let them in i let let them like bounce off you you can bounce off them because i guess it is kind of like a duet with film collaborative work collaborative. yeah collaborative yes exactly thank you so that's crazy guys mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, second second thought that dent behind rosie i thought there was like a stain on my screen god uh, it's on your right side. Oh right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that one. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh. That one looks like I spit. when you spit on like, your screen and you're like just wiping oh. my screen. <laughs> if you go but, back like ten seconds, yeah. you'll see me go. I can understand where yeah. Joey's going with the duet part, working with people in videography, because it's also the same when I do my photography. But if you guys just wouldn't see how I work during at least like a rooftop shoot, I'm not just telling so-and-so like all right go here i'm like oh we could go here what do you think try to get in their head what's mm-hmm. the vision that they want or are trying to put out and trying to what do you want to look like yeah trying to trying to work on putting what they are visioning out mm-hmm. with, with my creative process and collab with that as well so because i hate doing photo shoots where the model you're the one doing me, all the thinking it's like how should i pose how should i do this I'm like, what do you feel? Because I like I, I like doing shoots where we're both working together. Because I mm-hmm. like to give my models like a lot of free reign with wardrobe, with their posing. Like, give me an give me an idea, and I'll work with that idea and and frame it in my head and frame it at the location. And then that's where you get a lot of like, at least with me, a lot of my magic out, and you get a lot of those good shots. So, and I feel like the if you know if the model like themselves. like themselves have some sort of creative input within the shoot they will be a lot more comfortable they can actually Mm -hmm. like you know do their best work because like a lot of people think it's just like yeah no stand there and pout at the camera i'm like no it's not i've been on both sides of of, like the camera i'm like oh god i hate them both (laughs) i hate i hate being in front of it the most but i'm just like this is this is hard yeah yeah and it also adds more like it doesn't it eases the tension when you're able to work together mm-hmm. and you're able to have make the shoot more fun for each other because like you're just bouncing off each other's ideas and having a good good time because like you're not taking orders from one one side is not taking orders from the other you know what i mean mm-hmm. it's not giving orders or giving directions like all right let's try this what do you think all right let's try this let's try this next oh it didn't work cool you know it's, yeah, it's, it just makes it like an easier working environment. Yeah, uh, to kind of bounce off with what Rosie said, like going, there's a, I don't know if you guys listen to Tony Robbins, like there's like seven, like one of the few basic human needs is like stability is definitely one of them. We need to feel safe, like be okay with, with, the fount, with where we are, but we also need variety. Like we need both, you know, because like mm. when, you know how people say you just, you know, stay your lane or whatever, like do one thing, but like you have to really pull from both sides. Like, yeah. 
you have to be stable, like feel like there's a routine going on, but you have to have that stability to help give you freedom to create some variety because variety is, is the spice of life. It, it kind of gives us, you know, it's what gives us the excitement, but we can't, but without stability, variety is stressful because it's unpredictable. Yeah. <laughs> Chaotic. So organized chaos. Balls deep in that. They're like, ah, full <laughs> chaos. Let's go. Let's go. I mean, yeah, like, for like, those, those, those people, like, there are people that are just like straight up mm-hmm. living, like, you know, chaos. live life by the moment, man. You yeah. know, I live, I live my life. But those are the ones that have money to fall back on. Then, then you have accountants. Okay. Okay. First, like, my, I, I wanted to be an accountant when I was like in kindergarten. Like, for a long time, I was like, I'm going to be an accountant since kindergarten i wanted to be an accountant this is how boring of a child i was i'm a fucking nerd i was just like i wanted to be an accountant i want to be an accountant i'm good at this i'm good at this i'm good at this and then i got to college i'm like i don't want to be an accountant <laughs> i don't want to do this i don't be a nurse either um oh yeah and then like something that I, like rosie said about like finding something within that process like when you start to like hate it like when it starts to become i have to go like finding something within it that like you know isn't that like because like it, with like I have like a day job and it has to do with marketing which you know which is something I kind of got into I wouldn't say it was it's like a passion passion but you know with I started with like my marketing job at my place of work where it was like it was all grunt work it was all intern work essentially and I'm just like you know I was like I hate it I hate this I hate this why 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 and then you're like you know and then kind of like months pass and they were like throwing me like oh do you want to you know do you want to go to the event and take photos there I was like okay and, and they were like, oh, and there's kind of another like- event. Can you take photos? But also maybe throw in a video too. I was like, sure. I was like, okay. Like, I like these. I like these. And then, you know, like more and more, they're like, hey, can you, you know, as people were either leaving the job or people are getting pregnant. <laughs> so there was a oh, lot of maternity. Yeah. There's a lot of maternity leave covers that I have to do. And it's like, you know, then they pulled me into like, you know, can you design the whole catalog for us? I'm like, excuse me. <laughs> I'm like, (laughs) I went from, you know, I went from like, put these calendars in the little holders in the locker room to design the whole catalog because two people are pregnant at the same time. Damn. I'm like, okay. okay." (laughs) (laughs) Thank you guys for letting the last like minute. (laughs) So temper tantrum. What are you guys doing next? What is Rosie doing? What's Emroy doing? What's B-Rock doing? What's Maxie doing? Well, I'm trying to, I'm finishing up our rooftop freestyle video. Cool. So, (laughs) guys, and I am currently working on multiple concept things for school and for temper tantrum. Oh, yeah, Yeah. that's a lot. Hands in those pockets. I've seen. Mm -hmm. I've seen. I've seen the storyboards. They're they suck. <laughs> They're terrible. Hey, you should They're see terrible. my. I'll show it after. But uh, B Rock, happy birthday! Thanks, B Rock. Crazy. What are you gonna do for your twenty first birthday? Yeah, let's go to Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just spend it with family. Like, you know, still in a pandemic. You know, can't really do much, even though everything's open. Good old pandemic. Um, and just had a just had dinner. You know, <laughs> you know, maturing. Maturing. Mature. Don't, don't want to think about it anymore. Hanging Mature. Out in the barrel. <laughs> Mature. But yeah, I planned on streaming today. Be but shaved. Like, <laughs> yeah. All right. Oh, butt, wow. you know. 
All right. So, I became Tajawai. <laughs> I'm trying to say the closing statement for the podcast. So that is everyone. I hope you guys enjoyed. Thank you for everyone who hopped on, hopped on the stream. Jax, Neff. Go to bed. Yeah, go. Everyone. Everyone hopping on. I appreciate you guys. And if you guys are watching this on YouTube, if you hit, if you like it, make sure you hit like, Let's subscribe. Watch that, Joey. Share this with friends who you think might like it. Appreciate you guys. Love you guys. Have an amazing night, evening, wherever you guys are. I hope you guys enjoyed Joey's storyboards. And we'll see you guys <laughs> in the next episode or this Thursday if you're watching it on live. Peace.